Those words, of course, come to us from the Gospel of John. And words similar to that from John's Gospel are read each Easter season on the fourth Sunday. And so this week we continue with that theme of the Good Shepherd. Jesus says, I am the Good Shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Jesus is, of course, speaking metaphorically here. But metaphor is powerful and it shapes reality for those who are listening. In this case, it helps us to know something about our relationship with God and with the risen Lord. In ancient times, it was common for kings to refer to themselves as shepherds of their people. Shepherds provide food and shelter and protection for their sheep. It was a way for kings to declare their authority over others and to make clear their importance. But in Jesus' time, shepherding was not so highly regarded. In fact, according to the social science commentary of John's Gospel, shepherds ranked among tanners and sailors, butchers and camel drivers as scorned occupations in Jesus' day. Shepherds were often away from home for long periods of time and unable to take care of their family and therefore thought dishonorable. And they were often considered thieves because it was common for them to graze their sheep on other people's property. So Jesus' claim to be a shepherd may have caught some people off guard. It would have been one more time when Jesus surprised everyone by turning conventional thought on its head. He ate with tax collectors, he befriended prostitutes, he healed on the Sabbath, he said the first will be last, and the last will be first, and he said, I'm a shepherd, <laughs> albeit a good one. <laughs> and he called his disciples sheep. He called us sheep. I read an article last week by Richard Cobb out of the Iowa State University entitled, An Introduction to Sheep Behavior. <laughs> I learned some things. He wrote this for young people who are interested in working with sheep, and he wanted them to be informed. And I want to inform all of us. The first thing he said in his article is that sheep are not stupid. That's reassuring, isn't it? There is potential in us. And Jesus knows it, God knows it, and we need to know it as well. The article also said that sheep will run from whatever frightens them. Their only means of survival, other than relying on a good shepherd, is for them to run from danger and to band together in large numbers for protection. Sheep are gregarious creatures, Cobb says. They like to hang out together albeit for protection. They know that there's safety in numbers. And so they're quick to follow each other. They have a mob mentality, which we know is not always a good thing. 
If one of them is spooked, it's likely to spook all of them. If one begins to run, they all begin to run and follow suit. Are you hearing the implications here for us sheep? We too, when frightened, tend to band together. And we have a tendency to follow the crowd, sometimes without thinking. Those are troubling characteristics. Cobb says that sheep do these things because they they are instinctive creatures. They act as they do out of a desire for self-preservation. We too are instinctive creatures. But we also have the ability to reason and to move beyond mere instinct alone. To exercise sound judgment and to act rationally and independently when we're willing. Jesus, as the Good Shepherd, helps us to do that. Cobb goes on to say that sheep will move toward other friendly sheep or another creature they trust, including the shepherd. Especially when the shepherd is the one who's feeding them. The Good Shepherd feeds us at this table every week. And trust is built And we gather together to find courage and strength to go out there beyond these walls into this metropolitan city to work together for healing and reconciliation. There are a couple other tidbits that I want you to know about sheep. One is that they see in color and they have great peripheral vision. But they don't have very good depth perception. That'll preach right there. (laughs) We need help sometimes to see deeply, right? And to trust in deep things. And that's why we come together like this regularly to hear of the depth of God's love for us and to begin to respond by living accordingly to that good news. Well, sheep are also excellent hearers. At the church I served in central Pennsylvania, Dave Bepler was a sheep herder. And he taught me that sheep have acute hearing and that his sheep knew his voice and no one else's. So the only way to get those sheep to pay attention was for Dave to go out into the field and to call their name and to let them know it was time to eat. If anybody else did, they would run. They would become skittish and frightened. Sheep can tell the difference between the shepherd and anyone else. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. There's both a promise and a challenge in those words for us. The promise is that Jesus speaks to us even now. He did not burst from the tomb to remain silent, nor did He rise from the dead to abandon us or to run away. He knows that we need a shepherd, that we need to hear something, that we need guidance or we might go astray, that we need protection from the things that threaten us, God in Christ offers us purpose, direction, security, and abundant life if we'll only listen.
and follow. But the challenge for us is distinguishing the shepherd's voice from all others. There are many imitators and deceivers out there. Other voices making demands and clamoring for our attention, extending empty promises. There are other voices calling us down wrong paths, eager to deceive us. We've got to know how to tell the difference between Jesus and the imitations. And that takes practice and intention. Just the other night, I had a conversation with someone who said emphatically, God orders my steps every day. God orders my steps every day. I stopped in mid-sentence and I said, I'm preaching on that tomorrow. (laughs) How do you know that it's God who is ordering your steps? And he said, it has to agree with Scripture. And he told me how every day he spends three hours immersed in God's Word in some form or another, and it's helped him to decipher, to distinguish, to pare away those voices that would lead him astray. And that one voice that gives him courage to step forward again and again. I didn't ask if God's voice is audible to him, like my voice to yours right now, but most people I know don't hear God's voice that plainly. But they claim that it's more like receiving a nudge or a guiding intuition or having thoughts that persist that they eventually have to take seriously. Or they discover a sense of peace when they consider prayerfully one option over another. These insights or intuitions can be measured by asking, is this consistent with what I'm reading in Scripture? Or is this consistent with the collected wisdom that I know in my community, among those who share my faith, or the insights of the saints? Or is it consistent with the advice that comes to me from others who I know live a life of prayer? For many, that's how the shepherd's voice is heard. They trust others to help them. All of this can be summed up in one word that is really important here at Richmond Hill. And that word is discernment. We have to dissect. We have to pair apart the different voices that clamor for us. We have to do that work every day, paying attention, listening for God's voice, the voice of the Good Shepherd discerning in our own hearts what God is doing in our lives. It's about paying attention, looking for signs, listening for an impulse. It involves maintaining a stance of openness and receptivity to God's activity within us and all around us. It's to know that God is present in the world each and every moment, that the Good Shepherd meets us where we are, and is alive in the ordinary, everyday experiences of life. It's to know with Elizabeth Barrett Browning that earth is crammed with heaven, and every common bush afire with God. She says that those who see it take off their shoes. The rest sit round and pluck blackberries. (laughs) 
Are we willing to discern that carefully that a leaf can convert us? That God can speak to us in the most ordinary and unexpected ways? Wilkie Au and Noreen Cannon Au in their book, The Discerning Heart, write that besides being the source and destiny of life, God also, also accompanies us in the human journey. Hence, the image of God as Emmanuel, literally meaning God with us. Or we might say, like a good shepherd with his flock. Listening with a discerning heart entails a commitment to stay in opening conversation with this mobile God who walks with us in all the seasons of our lives. It's a life stance of being sensitively attuned to the promptings of Emmanuel. It schools us in living obedient lives. To be obedient is to listen, to have the ears of a sheep. Attuned to the voice of God. I can't say it any better than that. We are called to have the ears of a sheep and to listen for the shepherd's voice. And in that listening, align ourselves with what God is up to in the world. To close, I want to return to the picture that was painted for us in the text from Revelation read earlier by Victoria. It's a wide and expansive vision of God's love and mercy. A vision that we are called to participate in. Even here at Richmond Hill as we seek the healing of everyone and everything around us. It's a vision that doesn't stop with us or with this metropolitan area. It's God's love embraced in a universal and inclusive way. Listen again to these words. I looked and there was a great multitude that no one could count. No one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. There they will hunger no more and thirst no more. There the sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will guide them to springs of water, of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. A shepherd who leads there is one I can get behind. How about you? Reconciliation, restoration, healing, wholeness, these are the things that the good shepherd has in store for those willing to hear his voice and follow.